That's an interesting way to jump in. That's our that's our new theme song. That's fine. I'm yeah. fine with it. I've never heard it before. Yeah. You, it's, oh, I like how you went down there. That's no, it's boop. Oh, but it is. Okay, yeah. cool. I will say. <laughs> the little fireworks go oh, off. Oh, not that good. Yeah. Uh, the concept of these little jingles, whether it's in video games mm-hmm. or commercials, I I am fascinated that those just stick into my brain forever. Well, and like sometimes you just need to hear like one note, and it, you're in it, and you're like, boom! I gotta sing the whole thing. It's like beat Shazam. What? That's a show on TV. What? Have you heard about this? No. Jamie Foxx hosts it. I'm ready. And you know the app Shazam? I, the one that goes, what song is this? Yes, exactly. So uh, apparently they start playing a song and the first team to buzz in and know what that song is, quicker than Shazam knows it, mm-hmm. they get dollar values, points. And Jamie Foxx wears his leather jacket and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> like, they're like, Jamie, you got to stop swearing. This is TV. ABC, Jamie. Yeah. You can't do it. No, It's it, really weird. That's, I mean, that show used to exist and it was called Name That Tune. I mean, like back in the seventies, it was a game show. So they probably just like, we, how do we make name that tune again, and sponsor it with Shazam? Jamie Foxx. Now, what I want is I want a Shaquille O'Neal TV show called Beat Kazam. <laughs> Wait, isn't his name Shazam? No, it's Kazam. It's Kazam. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you just it's yeah, a boxing show. That's that's where you good. have to fight Shaq. Man, Shaq Fu, look out! Yeah, it's coming at you. Shaq Fu in real life, Beat Kazam. Shaq right now is uh, living his best life. Is he? What's he doing? DJing. Is he? Have you not seen the DJ Shaquille O'Neal? How do they do? They make like twenty-four inch records for his giant hands to scratch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all ready to dance? And and then it's I'm They're like, why is his voice pitched down? <laughs> That's just Shaq. That's just Shaq. He's a big man. I'm so confused about celebrity DJs in general. Mm. I'm not judging Shaq's talents. Right. I don't know how much of the DJ technique he has. Mm-hmm. It does seem a little like, is Shaq sitting in a room and talking to a bunch of people being like, I want to be a DJ now. And everyone's like, cool, I'll make you a mix. All you got to do is bring the party. And yeah. That's it. It's exactly what is happening. And he makes a bunch of money by just showing up. Oh, yeah. A club is like, we will pay you a million dollars to DJ our Friday night dance night or whatever. He's like, all right. I don't think I could ever get to that point in life. Well, you have to like, it's a weird place in life because I think you have to have peaked and then be a little bit on the downswing yeah. of fame. Uh-huh. So that way you're still very relevant as a name. Uh-huh. People know who you are and are willing to go pay money to be near you. For sure. But you're not like famous enough that you don't need to do that. I guarantee... Peter yeah. Dinklage, at one point in his oh. life, is going to become a DJ. DJ Dinklage. DJ Dink! <laughs> what if it was a combo <gasps> where Dink and Shaq yes. on stage dink the dunk the dink? Dunk and dink. <laughs> oh, that, that should be like more like a morning radio show. Welcome back to Dunk and Dink. I mean, a conversation between those two, I don't want to just say where it would go. But have you actually listened to Peter Dinklage in a, a, a in a conversation? Yeah, because he doesn't sound like Tyrion Lannister. He's not Tyrion Lannister. He's not British. He's kind of a hater. Is he? He's. I mean, I don't know him. But yeah. The the interviews that I've seen, he's a little exhaustive. Game of Thrones, understandably. Yeah. He, he he was hated on for his terrible performance in the video game Destiny. I I did, was not aware of this. He got patched out. He did oh. voiceover as a robot, was so bad and his delivery was so poor, could have been d- poor direction. Let's say that's poor direction. That they, they brought in Nolan North, a.k.a. Mm, every everybody. other voice. Yeah, every video <laughs> game ever. Uh, and I don't know, He in the interviews that I've seen of him, he's kind of just like, you know, he's he's just an actor and he thinks he's cool and whatever. Interesting. So he's I, very funny in some things. He's a, There's a movie called Death at a Funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's two versions of that movie. There's a, a British version, and then Chris Rock remade a version for um, American audiences. Yes, Peter Dinklage is in both of them. Weirdly Whoa. enough, it's very strange. He's the only actor that's in both versions. Same character. Same character. Retelling. 
Yeah, yeah, because it's just a remake. It's basically like uh, huh. the only difference is basically like it, the original one. It's an entirely like British cast. I think Alan Tudyk is in it. Okay, um, who's not British, but neither is Peter Dinklage. So whatever. Yeah, but it's a very like uh, like all white cast, very British movie, mm-hmm. more dry humor, and then they Chris Rock remade it for American audiences with like an all black cast mm-hmm. and more like. Is Tyler Perry in it? No, but Tracy Morgan is. Uh-huh. Uh, ooh, I'm not remembering the whole cast. I saw it once. You did watch um, it. I did watch it. I've watched both versions, mostly because I had seen the the original version and was like, the remaking that? And Peter Dinklage is still in it? I should see this. I, that's super interesting. It's Well, and so the whole thing is that uh, the funeral that's happening is the main character's dad that died. And so I don't remember who plays the son in the original version, but Chris Rock plays the son in this version. And at both funerals, Peter Dinklage shows up to the funeral, and everyone's like, who's this guy? Does anyone Mm. know this man? Mm. Who is he? And so in the Chris Rock version, he stands out even more. Yes. Because he's the only not black person at this funeral. Correct. Um, But even in the English one, they're like, "Who does anyone know who this guy is? Turns out he was the dad's secret lover. Oh. Yeah, they did not know their dad was gay. I really am, I'm super interested in it sounds like a movie I made up just yeah, now. Yeah, it, it's very strange. <laughs> but how often does that happen where you remake, retell yeah. a story, and then keep one actor playing the same role? I I can't think of any other example right now. I'm sure there are some, mm-hmm. but that I think there are some examples where they've had... I think it happens when they do like a foreign film, mm-hmm. which obviously this is not quite a foreign film. No, it's, it's just well, I mean, it's foreign. Uh, yes, <laughs> but like usually it's when they adapt it from another language uh, into English. And I've seen a couple examples, I feel like, of actors playing similar roles, if not the same one. But yeah, this is to recast every single person in the movie except for this one guy. And it's weird. Super fascinating. I will say that just because it's topical right now, the only thing that keeps popping into my head is this X-Men nonsense, mm. which, have you seen the meme of, so so X-Men- uh, Michael ha- Fassbender? Yes. Yes. Where it's like, what, what the fuck happened to this guy in the late 90s? Because he's playing Magneto in like, he played him in the prequels, which take place in the 60s, 60s. And then he's playing him again in like the 70s, and then now in the <laughs> 90s, he's still playing him. But then we had a movie from 2000 where Magneto was played by Ian McKellen. Sir. Sir Ian McKellen, apologies. Yes. And looks 11 <laughs> Like, so, the, yeah, it's, the whole X-Men timeline and movie thing is fucked. It's, it's been fucked, and I just love the concept that they're like, doesn't matter. No. We've already talked about the Phoenix. We've done the Phoenix storyline. Yeah. We did it again. We in the- saw, literally, we saw the Phoenix show up and kill Professor X. Yep. And then the Phoenix has already sort of got teased with powers in the shitty Apocalypse one. And then again in this brand new one, Dark yeah. Phoenix. I haven't seen it. Don't no. think I will. It's the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes of all the X-Men movies ever. Oh, no. Like worse than Last Stand. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. What's the percentage? 22? Ugh. Yeah. One, oh, no. The reviews are all d- d- terrible. That is super disappointing, but- yeah. I, Apparently, the acting is good, uh, unsurprisingly, because like I, all the people in that are very good actors. Getting that money. But the story and plot are god-awful, I guess. I guess at some point when you're striking out so much with a, a film franchise, yeah. like how, how do you just keep doing it? Where When does someone stand up and go, can we just get someone good? <laughs> can we actually bring in talent? I mean, if yeah, they, they should try that, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I now that it, the 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 rights to X Men are gonna go to the to the Marvel boys, yeah, the Marvel girls. It, yeah, I think in the next like couple years, we'll start getting hints of X Men being introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. um, and probably Fantastic Four as well. Which you know what, Fantastic Four, sure. It's, I, well, I've I think they, found that to be a little lame. Well, I think it's just been like they've made two bad movies. Mm-hmm. I guess three bad movies of the Fantastic Four, so we haven't got like a good version of it yet. And I think we. We could, yeah. I just I think they need to be more like sidekicks. They can't necessarily carry their own movie. I mean, you would have told me Guardians of the Galaxy would have been a great. This movie. is true. I would have been like, well, "You're crazy." That's person. true. Nobody's expected that to be good. So yeah, they absolutely could do it. On the topic of the two things we've talked about so far, <laughs> which is mostly Nolan North and movies. Oh wow. Um, they're they're Uncharted movie. Oh, did you see the casting? I, yeah, Tom Holland. I is gonna play Nathan Drake. I'm all in. It's interesting that it, they're going for a prequel sort of thing. 
Well, this is a, a larger conversation. Uncharted is a video game we're talking about now. Made I, by Naughty Dog, which is a uh, game developer. You, you know, might know them from Crash Bandicoot. The Bandies. Yeah, so Crash Bandicoot, but later with a human man. And That's what we're talking about. It's very uh, Indiana Jones-esque. Um, it's entirely Indiana Jones. It's Indiana Jones, and he's a um, an Indiana Jones, um, very uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of yeah, cracking jokes and doing front flips. And he's very clever, and but always scraping by. Loves and, women. Yeah, uh, and it's a very good video game series. Also, very cinematic. Yes, it's one of those video games that they keep trying to adapt into a movie. It's been like two or three times already they've, confirmed the director or the writer and something falls apart because I think it is, again, like most video game movies, if not all, are bad. Yes. And so adapting them is hard. And then this one is already kind of a movie. Like as you play it, you live out a full story. You get really cinematic, like cutscenes, and no one is going to be able to play those characters and make me like them as much as I liked the characters in the game probably. Like I could I honestly think... It is a it is a story that I personally don't think needs to be told in a different format. Right. The, same. The the format that it is same with the uh, another Naughty Dog game, The Last of Us. There's mm-hmm. there's murmurs and talks that they're trying to put it out, and you know you watch these uh, new trailers for Last of Us Two, and you know Uncharted Four just came out a, a couple years back, and it's like half of the game is a beautifully rendered cinematic that is emulating yeah. film. It's well, we also got. In Uncharted 4, the prequel story. Yes. We we were told what how he became who he was in the young version of him, which is apparently what Tom Holland is kind of playing. So either they're going to adapt that story that we already kind of saw into a movie or rewrite Nathan Drake's history and do mm-hmm. like a young Indiana Jones kind of story of, but how did he get to be the man he is? And it's like, I don't actually care. Yeah, I think like the, the transition from you know, comic book movies and superhero movies, the the original format mm-hmm. was so different than what film is. You know, we're looking at panels and a lot of imagination and you stringing together the storylines. Yeah, the story is there and the dialogue is present, but just the initial format is so different. Yeah, is video games different than films? I would say yes, because there's so much player input, but yeah. that also I think is why video games are on such a different tier of storytelling it's like you have so much input in what the decisions are being made and have so much personal attachment that i don't know i just i don't think it's a terrible idea to reboot it but let's just write a different story yeah that's kind of the thing is like whenever they say like we're adapting this thing that you never thought we'd adapt it's like well maybe we didn't think that because we didn't want it to be adapted (laughs) maybe we just wanted you to write an original movie like you can write a tom holland treasure hunting film yeah do that. Call it International Treasure. Yeah, Treasure Boy. Like, <laughs> little itty-bitty British Treasure Boy. It could have been a prequel to National Treasure. Yeah. And Nick Cage. International Treasure. That's why I called it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but do you, like, I don't know. People are, some people are mad that it's not Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he was, uh, he's a star of Firefly. Yeah. And he looks kind of like Nathan Drake and is smart and quippy and sarcastic. Very similar. I'm, I'm sure at some point that he, when they were creating this character... 15 years ago, he could have played a badass Nathan Drake. Absolutely. And He's a little getting up there now. Yeah, he absolutely is. Yeah. So. But you know what? I Let them do it. Video games are um, have a lot of great potential for adaptations. I just don't know if they're always necessary. I don't... They're... Like, even... I think Detective Pikachu is the best one, like a lot of people are saying... But even that, I'm like, that was a okay movie. And I, I think, you know, you start getting into the more, like, animated cartoon video mm-hmm. games. There's definitely potential to, you know, transition that into, like, these things are, like, cartoons. What would they look like in real life? And that's where it becomes a yeah. little bit more fun. Well, also with something like Pokemon where you have, like, 25 years of games and story to, like, pull from mm-hmm. as far as things go. It's like, okay, yeah, like, you can make an adaptation of something that has a little bit more meat on the bones. Whereas it's like if you take, uh, I'm trying to think, like the Tomb Raider yeah. movie, movies? Movies. There's two of those. There's been a couple of reboots. Yeah. And it's that thing of like, okay, yeah. So, like the newer games have a little bit more story, but those early games had very little story mm-hmm. outside of like 
she's she's going in a cave now and getting some things. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the general. It's like it was novel that it was a 3D character running around and she has polygonal boobs. Yeah, like that was the basis of. You can lock a butler in her freezer. What? You can lock the butler in a freezer. Can you? Do you not know about that? I don't know anything about that. It's like that. one of the most famous video game things. Well, in, you just taught me it. In the beginning of Tomb Raider 2, you start off like in her big old mansion. Yep. Um, the and, Croft Mansion. Yes. And you can just like hop around and go swim in the pool or do a bunch of things. Uh, and the butler is always like creeping behind you. Like, oh, scary. He's, he's really slow. Scary. But you can always hear his like tray rattling. He's like, um, and so if you, like, walk across the room, he'll, like, turn slowly and, like, start following you. And so you can go into, like, the, bi- the, like, the big walk-in freezer, wait, he'll walk in there after you, and then you can walk out and close the door behind you. And forever. <laughs> and forever he's in that freezer, and you just hear, the, like, the tray rattling against the door as he's trying to walk through the door. Excuse me. Yes. Is no, it Miss no. Croft? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought you something about video games. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. I'm going to I'm going to just do an E3 blog and only talk about that, which is E3 is what? E3 is entertainment, the, education, nope, nope, ecstasy. Yeah, ecstasy for sure. No, it's the entertainment um electronic entertainment expo. Okay. And I'm going to tell you something right now. It's happening it's, right now? Uh sort of not really. I don't know what that means. Uh everyone is doing their own thing. And so the E3 is now being extended almost over like a week period. This is okay. technically not during E3, but it's at the same location that E3 is taking place at, but it's a day or two before. So they're this is EA, EA Electronic Arts. Okay. They're doing an EA Play live stream of And this is not part of E3, but it's happening at the same place a week before. Yes, they used to be a part of E3. Everyone used to be a part of E3, but the e- way So E3 is like or I guess was kind of like a Comic Con for video games, sort where of. a lot of big announcements happened. There was a, a lot of fans go and like see their new games. They could play some things. Well, E 3s had a um, a couple of crisis moments with their brand. E three back in the day, and we're talking like early like nineties. I think mm-hmm. there's been uh, twenty five years. This All might right. be the twenty fifth year. They used to do it as a as an expo because you know video games were a novelty. Yeah, like they no one could understand that they were an industry, mm. and companies would go there as a like this is what our trajectory. These are our numbers. This is what we sold as more of a look how successful the industry is. So the news stations could film and be like the the Sony PlayStation. <laughs> right. Attention, parent. Like letting the world know that video games are here. That now Twitter exists. Then that transitioned into a world where it became a, spectac- a spectacle, a carnival, and there were booth babes, and mm, there was right. like big signage, and everything was just like testosterone filled and like, fuck your gaming. <laughs> and you know, like it was a big deal. Uh, lots of reveals, like you said, lots of announcements. They would showcase new consoles, and that still kind of exists. Yeah. There was a moment, I think, in 2008 where they were like, we have to change. We're going to do it differently. We're going to go to Santa Monica. No more booth babes. Mm. No more. We're going to keep it like fresh and like unique. The internet's here. We got a couple <laughs> people with iPhones. Like we'll be like edgy and go here to there. And there was like all these different locations and it sucked. Everyone hated mm. it. It made life a nightmare. Yikes. So they went back to the old ways, but they, they grew up. Um, so for the last, you know, 10 years yeah it's kind of just been this thing that exists and i know people in the industry hate it because it's just so much Mm. and you have to bust ass you're working 20 hour days you're expected to do something big yes and the coverage aspect of it is just so much and with all the live streaming it's like first one out with the news that's how they get the traffic and with internet and twitter and all this other stuff people start realizing we can control the message, and we'll just do a, a pre-created video, right? And put it out there on the internet. You're talking like Nintendo Direct, exactly. Is a thing that exists for those that don't know, Nintendo Direct is a thing that Nintendo puts out like once every couple months or something. Yeah, like once a month sometimes. That's basically just here's everything that's happening in the world of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Here's some new. Characters being added to that game you like. Here's a whole new game you didn't even know was coming out. Mm -hmm. And lots of updates. And it's just like a 20-minute video that's 
a bunch of fun things. Well, it's super weird now because there's all of these companies trying to one-up each other, no pun intended. Oh, I and, yeah, And th- it, I think a lot of it is like, we have an idea to make it more influencer-friendly. We have mm. an idea to make it more modern. Here is a, a person on stage telling you that this game's great. And mm. majority of the time, it just comes across lame. Yeah. And awkward? Usually awkward because sometimes the games don't work as smoothly. Which are some of my favorite clips. Yeah, they're like, all right, let's play this thing, and it just doesn't work at all. Right. Awesome. Um, You know, this is a live demo, everyone. Oh, you know, some bugs to be working. It's a beta. Everyone turn off your Wi Fi. (laughs) (laughs) No one's doing that. Well, that's like, uh, yeah, Google has a new Stadia thing coming out so two days ago they they beat the e3 yeah press and they did their weird little nintendo direct-esque thing yeah and with their own johnny ives yeah. <laughs> i don't that guy's nowhere near johnny ives he's he's going for the johnny ives <laughs> vibe though <laughs> they all are yeah and it's just i don't know I, I used to look at E3 as Christmas, this weird Christmas where people would show you all the things you you want, and then you're right. then you'd have to wait a couple of years till you open the presents. <laughs> but uh, it, it's weird. I don't know if it's a it's a it's a part of me growing up or the industry growing up. I'm gonna say it's probably a mixture of like you growing up, but also the more that like Twitter and YouTube are being used to promote a lot of these things. And save these companies a lot of money and effort of like, oh, we don't need to go anywhere. We don't need to like build a booth. Yeah. We don't need to like have something ready. We can just launch whenever we want mm-hmm. and we can build our own hype. We don't need E3 to be our hype machine. So Sony's not at E3 this year? Weird. And in Microsoft? Microsoft is, is the main one there. They're announcing their new system in the future or their streaming service, whatever they're uh. going to end up doing. Nintendo's just doing a pre- Recorded mm. video. So it's like a lot of the excitement of the big three going head to head is just changing because of the climate of the world is changing. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just super strange. Interesting. Yeah. But it's going to be happening uh, starting on, I think, Monday. And a lot of leaks are already happening. <laughs> like George R.R. R. Martin is pairing up. Yeah. With he's got a game coming out or something from software. So it's like, that's what I look at. And I'm like, oh, so people are excited about this. But then are the same people also like, wait a minute. That's why he hasn't finished those books yet. Probably. There's got to be a there's a there's a little Venn diagram. There's a little <laughs> circle chart, and there's a oh, fuck. I love this game, but I wish you would have finished those books, man. Damn it. Yeah. Which I do. I don't know that guy. He seems good to me. He seems fine. Like you made he made something that's really good. Yeah. It became something bigger, and I, if I was him, you know what I'd do? Huh. Not write the books. Not write. The- <laughs> He's like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna go eat real good food. Yeah. Drink real good drink. Yeah, I already got all my money. I'm got good. my money, and you know what? Oh, this this company wants me to go into a room and be like, I like that guy. He's looking cool with a sword. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would do that. Well, that's what like think of being in the position that he's in, and I'm not saying he is currently feeling this, but what if suddenly he was like, eh, I don't feel like writing those books. Do you know what would be cool? Huh? Is if he said, Hey, you know, Dink and Dunk, <laughs> I'm gonna bring my own funk, and he becomes a sick DJ. <gasps> DJ G R R M. Oh wow, that's a lot of acronym. Digerm. 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 What kind of set? DJ Germ. DJ Germ is pretty good. That's good. It's gross out there. Because <laughs> him on stage just be like with his funny little like conductor hat, and he's just like sitting there. <laughs> he does have a little conductor hat. R R stands for stands for railroad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I just like I'm trying to imagine myself in the position where like there's so much pressure. Because there's times when it's like either work stuff or personal stuff where it's like I just don't feel like it right now. Mm-hmm. Or I like change my mind and I'm like if I'm working on music or something and I decide like, yeah, you know, I was writing those three songs, but now I don't like them. Yeah. And I'm just never going to release those songs. No one's ever going to hear them. Like what if suddenly, which he has total right to do, maybe contractually he doesn't, but George R. R. Martin wakes up one day and he's like, ugh. I don't like writing Game of Thrones things anymore. Dude, I'm done. For sure. That I, I have no idea what the publishing deal he has. So yeah, like you said, there might be some I'm gotta- sure contractually they're like, dude, give us another fucking book. <laughs> In the next year. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. But yeah, I mean, especially something that is almost taken away from you and turned right? into something so much more 
and I don't know with the, all the backlash of uh, the season eight garbage yeah. of fans and all those terrible people. Like, yeah, you can like. There's nothing he could write. I think that would satisfy the fans. Well, it's also like, is it his story anymore? Like, yeah, it's that sort of like mythical thing where the fans assume there is a better version of this thing they didn't like out there, and if someone else had made it or could rewrite it, it would be better. It's like the Snyder cut of Justice oh, League, or if J.J. Abrams had made Last Jedi, or like all these things, and it's like, one, those things don't exist necessarily but two like why your assumption is that it's automatically better Mm -hmm. which just doesn't no 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 stop i i am getting so tired of that mindset i love people being excited for things yeah be excited but the assumption that things have to be one way or the other or this one was bad so the other one's good or that like this thing needs to be everything. Like, if this doesn't, like, I, I don't know. Video, uh, back on the topic of video games a little bit, it's very, very I don't know. Re- I was say oh, it's that, very no, that was a ger- DJ germ right there. Ve- that's, very that's interesting. His favorite noise. Um, I was going to say it's very interesting. It's not very interesting. <laughs> it's somewhat interesting. This is going to explode your brains. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting, interesting to me that things uh, are kind of doing the Smash Brothers thing lately or the Mario thing where it's like, all of the characters, like Mortal Kombat. Ah, yes. It's like, we have to have every character in this or every outfit in this. Otherwise, the fans are going to revolt. Right. And it's a weird thing where, like, up until the Smash Brothers, there's been a handful of Smash Brothers games mm-hmm. that didn't have every character in them. They mm-hmm. had a lot of characters, but there's always those, like, couple that were like, oh, well, we don't have that one in this one. And then now they're like, well, you get everybody everyone everyone who's ever been in the game is here in this game and now they're doing the same thing with like mortal Kombat and a lot of these things and i think they've done this recently with like the mario games as well where they just had like end up releasing deluxe versions then later on right instead of releasing a whole sequel because it's like what do we do now yeah we need to fill this weird little void of everyone's need yeah that thing like what uh, aside from adding 20 more characters and still keeping the previous 72 characters or whatever, like, what is the next Smash Brothers game? Like, I, well, I, that's a big question. It's like they've, I think the, the creator of uh, Smash Bros or the game director, he's, I think he's been on record a couple of times being like, this is the last one. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> whatever happens, deals, right. money, it like, he comes back and they've said that, this is the last one. It's the ultimate collection. Right. And there's going to be ultimate redux. And that's, that's what, like, I feel that way the, the last Mario Kart that came out. Mm-hmm. Like, it came out as Mario Kart 8. Yeah. And it had, like, all the tracks, not all the tracks, but it had a bunch of tracks from a bunch of the old games and it had a ton of characters. And then the Switch came out and they're like, Here, here's that game again in high, higher res <laughs> with a couple new characters. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. And they just, like they keep doing that with like a lot of Nintendo games, like the Mario uh, Two Deluxe, Deluxe. Switch. Yeah, and it's like, what is is this a new game? No, it's like the third version of a Wii game. Well, dude, I've and I've I've bought some of the original Super Nintendo games eight times. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like and I, now you can pay twenty dollars a year. I mean, they to play some of them. They get me. So I, at some point, it's all. The game industry is all just about money, and that's yeah. the the weirdest thing about it all is how unhealthy the uh, the expectation of work and mm. the expectation of sales. All of it is a kind of a little gross, um, and I I really hope over the next handful of years we start figuring it out. Like the game like Fortnite, yeah, literally has come and fucked up everything. It's it's a bizarre thing that has happened to. <laughs> No, the gaming industry. It's come in with so much money behind it and has generated so much revenue. And, you know, it's like any property that comes out. Uh, John Wick, boom, that gets the licensing deal and puts John Wick in the game. Uh, yeah. Avengers puts the Avengers everyone. were in it. And they're, they have so much ability to make it amazing, which is good on them, dude. They're doing their thing. They, they've earned it. But then what has happened is another game will try to enter like an Apex Legends. Right. And fans love it. It's mm-hmm. great, but now they're pissed off because it's not updating as much as Fortnite's updating. Yeah. And the team's like, 
guys, we can't. Yeah, like, we don't have Fortnite money. We don't. We can't do that. We're trying our best. Please yeah. keep playing. Let's. I feel like every game that comes out now too is like has to have a battle royale mode. It just has to be a service, man. For the rest yeah. of your life, you, we need you to in here every day checking it out. <laughs> Look at her. Look at this guy. He's got new shoes. Look at these yeah. boots. These boots dance for you. These boots were made for <laughs> walking. Walking boots simulator. Here walking we go. Phoenix boots. <laughs> Walk hard. <laughs> I don't know. Games are stupid, man. <laughs> I love them. I love them to death. Yeah. I do definitely feel myself, uh, I don't know, getting a little little grossed out by the, all the, the Twitter opinions, all the societal uh, beliefs and attachments with everything. And I don't know. I'm super interested to see what happens in – it's a infancy. It is a small industry. It hasn't been around that long and technology is ramping up so quickly. They're one of the like video games are one of those things I wish I could hear about in the way that I sometimes do with music mm. where I just hear it and I'm like, "Ooh, I like this." And I don't I don't know anybody else's opinion on it because I haven't like searched that on Twitter or I like I haven't been on Twitter that day and I just don't know if anyone else likes or hates this thing. And I kind of wish I could experience video games that that way sometimes of just like scrolling through something and just be like, oh, I'll try this. And I'm like, I love this thing. And whether or not Twitter hates it, like, I I don't know. I put a lot of credence into reviews sometimes. Yeah. And I wish I didn't because I understand that, like, it can save you from spending 50 bucks on something that maybe sucks. For sure. But uh, there's a new game that came out recently called Observation mm. uh, that I don't remember who, what team made it. Is but this it's the sci-fi space yeah. Yeah, you're it, the robot. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But it's sort of like a weird, like maybe people died and you have to solve it, or like there's like small puzzles you have to solve and stuff. And it was one of those things where like I watched the trailer and I was like, that looks amazing. I, like I put a note in my phone of like, remember when this comes out? Nice. And then I went the other day to like see, like make sure it was out, and I was like looking at Metacritic, mm-hmm. and there was like uh, somebody who had like rated it like like a four. Like overall, it's like a sixty five seventy. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but then somebody had given it like a four, and I'm like, but maybe they're right. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe the worst reviewer is the right one. Ooh, that see, that's I don't know. It's like I want. I think it's the the thing of like I don't have a lot of friends who play video games a lot. Yeah. Because I mean we're older now, so we yeah. don't have as much time. But stupid. I wish I had friends who were like a little bit more into gaming than me. And we're playing all these games that could tell me what games are good and bad. Yeah, right. Like you had your own personal uh, reviewer. You had the yeah. Maddie. Yeah, you had the Maddie critic. Basically, I'm, I need you to start playing more video games. I, I, I mean, I was actually looking at the mirror for a long time and just like questioning everything. And uh, part then <laughs> one, and then when I uh, uh, ended up trying to play some games, I I loaded up my system, and I've just been playing Apex Legends yeah. quite a bit. And then I was like. I think I'm done with this game. I want to play something else. And then I just sat there, and I was like, <laughs> that's a lot of time. That's like a lot of commitment, and I just didn't have the energy. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to watch a movie instead. And then I was like, oh, I don't even know if I want to watch a movie. Oh. And then I went back to the mirror, and I just kept thinking about stuff. Like, I used to be a person that any game, yeah, I read every review about it. Mm-hmm. I played the ones I was super interested in, and then I became that person in in high school that was like, "Oh yeah, this game right now it's just sitting at like an eight point five, and here are the reasons why." See, I need that. <laughs> I need junior high, Maddie Kerr. Oh man, I can I can bring him back. I'll, I'll get there. Maybe we'll see. No, that doesn't sound fun for you. Yeah, it really doesn't. If you could pay me to do it, I, I, I like honestly, I think one of the ways I've enjoyed video games recently is when there's like a sale on the PlayStation Network. Oh, yeah. And a game's on sale for, like, five bucks. And I'll watch a trailer. I'm like, eh, that's worth five bucks. For sure. Even if it sucks. Like, that's how I found uh, Firewatch. Oh, so good. And, like, uh, what is it called? Like, What Happened to Edith Finch? Yeah. Or whatever it is. Like, those games were just on sale for, like, five dollars. And I think there was, like, a bundle, even, that came with uh, Oxenfree, which is also really oh, fun. Oh, nice. And I was like, Dude, these games are all great. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have spent 20 bucks on these, but I also probably wouldn't have found them if they weren't for sale. No, I and I think those uh those kind of deals or the the passes like the Xbox Game Pass or the PlayStation uh, Plus, I think those things are amazing for uh, not only gamers but for developers too because yeah, it, it's a crowded um, environment of games and to get yours like to compete with these huge AAA's because I'm starting to realize you know I like a few of these huge you know cinematic ex- uh, 
gaming moments, mm -hmm. but I also really love just the pick up and play weird puzzlers. I like these right. super art weird storytelling games, like an observation. I'm sure I would love it. It looks yeah. super moody. Um, there's apparently a game called Outer Wilds, I believe it's the name of it, and it's supposed to be this crazy space exploration story-driven game that is blowing people's minds, hmm. and it's only on Xbox, so I'm like, oh. I don't want to buy one of those. Yeah. But we'll get there. Oh. Video games, E3, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry this episode isn't very funny. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we can start it over. I just realized we're like, no, this is fine. We're going to keep going. I just realized, I was like, oh, man, we're just talking about video games. Yeah. And maybe some people don't care about video games. You know, we, we've talked about wrestling. Yeah. We've talked about Star Wars. Yep. We've talked about Avengers. Yeah. We've talked about a lot of pop culture Everyone things. loves those things. Those things are all universally loved. Universally, everyone loves wrestling. All right, let's transition to books. Books? Let's What's talk... the last book you read? I read that Hank Green book. How long ago? Month. Month? Yeah, about a month. Month ago? Yeah. It was You like it? I really liked it. Yeah. It was a good book. You don't read a lot of books. I'm starting to read another one. Which one? The Second Mountain. What, did, you, did you read the first mountain? No. It's not a sequel. It's not a sequel. Oh, okay. It's more of like one, like, it's a, like a guy who's like 50, 60, and he's writing a book about how he went through life, and it was not what he thought it would be, mm. and he thought he conquered the, his mountain of life, and uh, he found another one. Now there's a sequel to life. Like, oh, fuck, another mountain. Another mountain, and he's talking about how that changed his perspective on everything, and he's become a giving person and uh, wrote a book about it. Is this a nonfiction or fiction? Still don't know what those mean. <laughs> Fake or real? Real. Okay. <laughs> what made you? Why? What made you pick that book? Uh, I saw him on TV. He was talking about it, like on a morning show or something. Mm. And you know, at this point in my life, I'm I'm in a transitional period across the board, <laughs> and I I felt like it would be. I'm reading is something I, I posted a tweet the other day that, you know, outside of, you know, R.L. Stein and Gary Paulson <laughs> and J.K. Rowling, that fun group of people. Yeah, uh, I haven't read. I haven't right. read any books. It just uh, my brain never, uh, never caught on. It, I struggled to read and video games were always there. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not gaming as much as I used to. Right. I don't have cable. You know, not everything on like Hulu and Netflix are pulling me in. I know there's amazing series out there, but maybe I should give reading a, a, another try. And I blasted a tweet of like, hey, yo, wh what should I read? What mm -hmm. do I have to read? And people are shooting me all these titles. And it's that moment where inherently I'm like, what's a weird name to a book <laughs> I don't know? And it's like the effort to be like, what is this? And yeah. like searching it is super interesting. I am reading... Uh, currently, Sisterhood of the Squared Circle. Is this like the sequel to Traveling Pants? Nope. It's just a history book about wrestling, about women's wrestling. Oh, like the Glow story. In well, no, no. It like it mentions Glow. Okay, but it's just about like women wrestlers from like the first women wrestlers to now. So that's kind of cool because you're interested in wrestling. Yeah, but you're getting a different take on history. Yeah, and finding out about a lot of wrestlers who I never even had heard of because they existed in a time before TV cameras. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's no footage of them wrestling. Uh, there's just stories and. God, I sometimes wish that was the way the world was. <laughs> no more cameras. No more. No more. Just constant talking about everything that's currently happening. Mm. Like, what like, do you want to talk about? <laughs> we just spent 40 minutes talking about things that are currently happening. No, I just love that uh I love that concept of uh you know the old the olden times, the tales that <laughs> that before the instantaneous nature of everything. Mm. And that's where I think books are are, are driving me towards that because I want to I I I'm I'm consistently learning mm -hmm. that I'm a smart person, but I am not a well-rounded person. Mm. That I know a lot of information about very weird specific things. Right. But how do I start to gain this wider knowledge? And it's through conversations with people. And I think seeking out stuff that's out of my wheelhouse. And mm -hmm. books are an attractive opportunity for that, I think. I was going to say, I think a good goal for that uh, is to... Book a day. Well, mm... <laughs> two books a day. Fine, I'll do it. All right, fine. <laughs> Talk to you into it. Uh, I would say to, after this book, and this is just like a good goal that I also have not done a good job of following, but I think is a good goal of like you talking about getting out of your own headspace and mm -hmm. trying something new, a new experience. The next two, three books you read, not written by white dudes. 
Oh, oh, okay. Very smart. Like the last two books I'm reading are white dudes. Yeah. And that's like I know last year, Devin, my fiance for those listening. Oh <laughs> uh she did not read a single book written by a dude. Nice. Like the entire year. Um and I'm saying like if it's a dude, make it a person of color. Do you know what's like, so funny is you just said uh, well, like Hank Green's book is yeah. the main character is April May, and in my head I was like, no, that's a girl. Like April May, <laughs> the character's like, yeah, a girl. Yeah, but it, it's like I'm so I associate it so much with it's her story, right? And I'm like, no, wait, let me go back. Yeah, I written it. by a white. Dude. <laughs> yes, um, I think actually Hank's book was the only book written by a dude that Devin read last year. Well, that's really impressive. Yeah, um, but that's why I'm like that is one way that it can help open your eyes a little bit more to uh, like, it's essentially having a conversation with someone you would not normally like that's not in your circle. If you read a book by like a 60 year old black woman, yeah. like I am not aware of your entire friend circle, but I don't know that you have 60 year old black female friends. I don't. Okay. Uh, I, I've looked at Oprah Nope, that you can't watch a TV and <laughs> what, say you're friends. Maybe. The, Are you friends with Barney? The Dino? Yes. He's a child guy. He touched children. Mm, that's not I what? I think Barney the dude who played Barney came out as like a Are child molester. That's I'm mm, pretty sure. This feels like a very harsh claim to make about someone. I'm pretty sure is the key word I said. Are you thinking of Elmo? He didn't touch anyone. He did. The dude who played Elmo? Yes. Bullshit. What yes. is up with all these guys? I don't know. We yeah. got into a dark corner here. You just twisted it real quick. I, me, you brought this up. <laughs> you brought up Barney. I didn't know. I didn't know either. I don't no. think it's true. Okay, I don't have any 60-year-old black women friends. But... <laughs> so you can read books from people's experiences who are not your own, I, and that helps. I, I think that's really intelligent, and a, I, I completely agree. I almost like want to stop the book I'm reading right now and just jump straight into it, but I, I, I don't know where to, like, do I Google search that? I think you can. Cool. I, I mean, like, or you can go to a bookstore and just, like, talk to the person who works there, because usually they know a lot of stuff. They know a lot about books. And you can be like, hey, book guy, I want to read some books not written by white dudes, and they'll be like, we can help. That's great. Yeah. Well, dude, that's awesome. I, I, I'm super excited about that trajectory, and on top of books, I Google searched albums that I need to listen to, <laughs> and- The Beatles? <laughs> what are these? <laughs> and- I, that is such a, because I'm so tired of listening just to hip hop rap. I like it, but my brain's like, all right, I need to think of something else. Yeah, you get into sort of like a bubble on that as well, where you're oh, like, God. I know what I like. I'm just gonna keep listening to this. Yeah, and I and I, it's to a point where I almost like don't even like it anymore. Well, I don't like. I don't know. I'm. I, don't, I know a lot of people like are more music based than lyric based. I tend to be more lyric than music based when I'm listening to music. Mm-hmm. And. I noticed this today listening to music. I was like, oh, so many, and this is going to be like the most old man sentence I've ever said, <laughs> like so many bands these days <laughs> and like artists, aside, like mumble rap aside, yeah. like so many things are said in like that Zayn Malik, I can't enunciate anything. I'm going to just talk to my shoes. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. I'm and so I don't care about that. No, I like Billie Eilish. Yeah, she's a lot. great. <laughs> yeah, but like the there's just like I was listening to the new Joe Bros album, and there's like certain lines where I'm like, I don't think you said anything. And I'm like, I like this. I enjoy this song because it's got a good sound to it. But I want to know what you just said. You just missed like the the pump pock pump pump pock yeah punk punk pock. <laughs> That's my new pop punk. Thank you. My yes. brain literally. Yeah, just I need like, that like loud, clear, nasally voice well, that comes along, screaming lyrics into my ears. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's no, just no. That's super. I mean, I started immediately diving into like blues. Oh, blues is good. And blues is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, now I'm completely blanking on any of the artists or any of the uh, the places, but. Spotify is a wonderful thing. Just turn on a radio station. Just and, like, buddy guy, go. Yeah. And you, you get good music. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just expanding, man. I'm at a, I'm throwing a lot at myself. Yeah. And I'm doing it on purpose. Too much? Nope. 
Okay. I'm put, I'm I'm <laughs> do you think it's too much? No, I'm I'm just I'm shaking. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of sweat. You've been standing this whole time for some reason? I got to poop. Oh. No. We could have paused. No, we can't. Okay. We don't pause in this. No, that's true. Just we don't follow it at come all. with me. Come with me. We'll just bring it to the bathroom. Ooh, bathroom care. I don't want to get germs on the things. DJ Germ. No, he's back. It is railroad hat. This is the only song I have. You didn't even write it. <laughs> oh yeah how's life it's all right pretty good consumption's weird what do you t- like alcohol no sure oh <laughs> but i'm saying consumption of things mm. like the- are you like are we back on the minimalism train no no, <laughs> no like conductor I, no i just think that we just talked a lot about you know video games mm, opinions and then about music it, and then and... music and books and like the the growth and the consumption of knowledge and entertainment and I just wonder why that is inherently where we go in these conversations where when well do... I'll ask you yeah do you ever because I know I have trouble with this mm. do you have trouble not consuming something <laughs> like. Yes. Being in silence. How often throughout your day are you in absolute silence? Oh, uh, absolute s- silence outside of like sleep? Yes. Uh, I would say probably a couple hours, maybe yeah. an hour. Like headphones are on relatively quickly and- It's like, oh, I got to take the garbage out. Ooh, uh, earbuds in, going, like I'm going to listen to the- Two minutes of this podcast in the meantime. And I think podcasts and, you know, music being so accessible now, it's- I, I enjoy that because I'm hoping that I'm learning something as I'm doing it. But right. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm consuming constantly. And then outside of, you know, it's like this concept of Netflix and HBO and Hulu and TV. There's always TV something to consume. Yeah, always. Uh, YouTube. Everything is there and it's awesome yeah. and terrifying. I started watching YouTube videos at two times speed. So that I can consume more in less time. Does everyone sound a little bit faster, or do they? Oh do... yeah, it's two times speed. They they don't do chipmunk voice; it mm-hmm. just speeds them up. But like, I can watch a vlog now in half the time. Wow! And so I can watch two vlogs in the time it would take me to watch one vlog. Is that the max you can set it at too? Yeah. Hmm. Which is to be fair, it's sometimes certain people are hard to <laughs> listen to <laughs> at <laughs> two <laughs> times. Are you just listening to all your music at two times? Because no, now that's why no, no. the Joe Bros sound real weird. No, <laughs> <laughs> that is not a setting. Uh, but you can do that with podcasts too. And a lot of podcast apps, you can speed them up. And there's certain podcasts that I do listen to at like one and a half speed, hmm. just because I'm like, I need to get to the next one. See, and that almost like that's more worrisome. Oh yeah, because I want to be want able to... to enjoy and savor the time I have without thinking about. Right, but if I finish this, I can listen to something else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, that's, then you're not really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, I think that's why reading is hard for us, is because reading takes so long compared to watching an, an hour and a half long movie or even playing a video game. Uh, and so it feels like, oh, come on, book, finish already. Right. But you have to do all the work. Right. Like a book, like I guess you can do an audiobook, obviously, but. At just, four times speed. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> thanks, Bible. <laughs> Done. That's the Bible yeah. right there. It's Bible at 32 times speed. Dude, fuck yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah, I think that's why physically reading a book sometimes can feel difficult for our brains mm-hmm. is if we're prone to doing that sort of thing of like, uh, like why, why my eyes just can't read at two times speed. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to do like methodical things like, crossword puzzles yeah and sudoku's and these weird little like slow roll brain teasers yeah and they're hard man i feel a weird sense of pride that i shouldn't be allowed to feel when i don't take my headphones on a walk <laughs> my head like when i just walk without music or podcast in my ears i'm like yeah, I did it. And you smell the fresh air. Yeah, I'm like, this is the, like, this, you all are sheep. <laughs> I'm experiencing the world. And I'm like, this is the first time I've done this in a month. <laughs> I uh, I have caught myself having my headphones on, unsilent, <laughs> not listening to anything, yeah. but like walking. And then it'll be like, oh, these are just still on. <laughs> Oops. And then I turn them back on and just. Oh, you don't take them off. Nope. I just, you just turn music back yeah, on. It's just like, when I need them, they're there. Interesting. Yeah, I think I, I think we are definitely. Uh, is it cutting us off from the outside world? 
I don't, I don't know anything, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I think where I, I personally am this pendulum that's swinging back and forth of I want so much and I want to take it all in and be at two times speed, and then I'll swing back and be like, but what if I wasn't? What if everything was just a little bit more calm? Yeah. What if it was just like, what if I was a farmer? <laughs> Grew my own crops. I spent an hour this morning sitting on the couch, reading a book, with my dog just sitting there God doing nothing. damn it. It was very nice. That's like good guy Gatos. That's this, I had like, music on in the background. Uh, that's all right. You know what? If it's just kind of setting a little ambient yeah, tone, just a little Elliot Smith, which is just ooh wow. Yeah. I'm gonna write a song about that. About Elliot Smith? No, about you. Oh, he's a man. <laughs> this is a Ford truck commercial. He's a man on a couch with a book and a dog. Sad music playing in the background. He cranks up some coffee. <laughs> I did have coffee. Turns on a coffee maker. It was a pour over. Grabs a pool over. <laughs> <laughs> we just simultaneously laugh wheezed. That was <laughs> the cutest noise. <laughs> we'll just have to cut that out and give it to our soundboard once we once we ever have that again. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, so what are you doing to try and get out of your uh, consumption brain? Anything? Did you say consumption? I did accidentally, and consumption. I tried to make sure you didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> And you did. No, I absolutely. You'd say consumption. Don't I'm, Google that. Don't. I, I'm going to have to just type in consumption books to read. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, what's the question again? I, I'm like, my brain's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I was asking, what do you do to try to get out of that consumption brain of try to relax, be, live in the silence, just mm. have conversations with people? And I think uh, something that's helped me recently is... I don't know. The reintroduction of older friends has kind of helped me a little like bit. Like sixty-year-old black women. Yeah, I brought. They're they are just talking with me, and they're they're as slow as marmalade. <laughs> oh, so it's like a southern sixty-year-old <laughs> woman. Absolutely. Okay. If I get to pick my friends, you can, like I have I have Todd. He's from Indiana, <laughs> and then I have Cheryl. She's from let's say Minnesota. Yeah. Like I get to go and pick all like. I'm gonna get every friend from every state. Yeah. Learn. Oh, 50 friends. That's not bad. That's a new Adam Sandler movie. 50 first friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, Old friends, though. You mean like friends you've had in the past? Yeah. So I, I kind of have, like I've, I've mentioned a couple times, I'm in a transition period, and a lot of that is this concept we've been talking about with consumption and where I'm at, and I, I just personally haven't been too happy. So I think I'm taking the necessary steps to reset and kind of take a new look at a, a lot of my habits and see why I'm at where I'm at. And I reached out to uh, an old friend that um, her name's Lindsay. I maybe have brought her up in a podcast before, but she was always someone that we, we kind of are just fleeting in the sense that she's doing her own shit. I'm doing mine. She doesn't live in Missoula anymore. And uh, recently just like sent her a message that was like, yo, like, I always appreciate you. And lo and behold, she came and visited the other day, and mm. we went and grabbed food. And I think having a perspective that, you know, is a, it's a safe space and trustworthy, it's like I can open myself up and get a little bit of feedback from someone that I, I don't see day to day. I don't see weekly. I, I see every couple years. So we have this, like, moment of reconnection and... It, it, I don't know. It's like a little bit of a jolt of energy and excitement and uh, a reminder that, you know, your perspective is your perspective. Mm-hmm. And to kind of hear it from someone else, uh, you, you, you can't give yourself so much shit. You can't yeah. be so hard on yourself. And I, I think I c- consistently do that. You know, I'm hard on myself for, you know, not playing enough video games. I'm hard on myself for, you know, not saving money the right way or going to eat the wrong food or doing this or that. And at the end of the day, I need to just realize that, you know, you're, you're a person trying. And so if you can, you know, try to, you know, reach out to people that care about you and try to learn as much as you can about something you're interested in, you're not going to know it all. You're not going to be perfect. So that's kind of where I've started at, what the actual steps I will take moving forward. I don't know. I mean, I just want to make the the happiest 
and health healthiest. I'm gonna be a DJ. <laughs> we got. I, I've heard we have a lot of those already. Oh shoot! Yeah, we got Dunk, Dink, and Germ. Germ. So I mean, ooh. that's a good trio, man. You have to get a little bit more famous. <laughs> no, but I think I think reaching out to people is a good idea, and also I think yeah, like when you're thinking of everybody else as like, oh yeah, they probably also don't have it together as much as I think they do, or they have all the same fears and worries that I have, but they are doing a good job of covering it up. And maybe they think I'm doing a good job of covering it up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, that Matty Kerr, he has all this shit together. And like, I need to talk to him because he's going to inspire me to do better. Right. And then you like talk to them. And you're like, oh no, we're in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. We're just all in a boat of chaos. Yeah. And I, I think embracing a little bit of, you know, the journey, that second mountain. <laughs> well, I was thinking about this today too, of like, it's interesting to get to, uh, I think, an age where you can admire your peers in a way where you're like, oh, I can look up to somebody who's not older than me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I feel like when you're a kid, the only people that you can look up to are, like, 20 years older than you. And you're like, that's my hero. Yeah. Whereas it's like, I can look at people closer to my own age now and go like, oh, that person is really smart at that thing or really good at this or has their life together in this way in a way that I admire, and what lessons can I learn from them? Yeah, and I think that's a really good point. I would also lean into it as this is not a comparison. I think real quickly trying to learn not to compare Mm. yourself to other people and be like, well, they have it all figured out. They're here, here, and here. And yeah, you may be close friends, but you don't know the journey that it's taken them to get there and truly what that means to them. I feel like we're all trying to uh put our make our stamp whatever that stamp is and the weird instagramification of life it's like look what i got look who i am look yeah. what this is making sure that you take a step back from that and and start to be like well where should i be where do i want to be why am i not there how do i get there well i think also talking to friends like uh, and i think i may have even brought this concept up on a podcast before but talking to friends about their lives more rather than just assuming you know it all because they post a lot on social media. Mm-hmm. Like I have a lot of friends in Missoula who do a lot of social media And yeah. it's not a bad thing. No. But it's like there's lots of Instagram stories and lots of tweets where I can take all this in and I can kind of assume I have a picture of what their life is. And I feel like I, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, my friend who does all this fun stuff. And I'm like, wait. We've never discussed the fact that they do any of those things. I've never asked them about any of those things. Mm -hmm. And I just like, if they came up in conversation, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that person does that. I know that because I saw it online. Yeah. When in actuality, like, that you're seeing three minutes of that person's day. And you're a very curated, a very curated what they want people to see. Mm -hmm. And you're sometimes that's somebody posting something funny because they're feeling sad and they want people to feel better but they're struggling Mm -hmm. or it's somebody who is posting sad things and they want people to reach out and check in on them. Mm -hmm. And it's just like sometimes thinking about why people post what they do, why we post what we do and why, why we all assume that that is the entire picture of somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, that's, I think why I, I I have recently pulled away from social media is because I didn't feel uh, obligated to, consistent like when i'm not super stoked i don't want to post super sad things so yeah like i would prefer not to yeah uh, sometimes you get drunk and it happens yeah sometimes it does <laughs> you know uh at pixel drink on tweets <laughs> occasionally occasionally yeah well I, we'll see i don't know it's life's fun man i'm yeah i'm i, I definitely i i will say I am enjoying this process, and the process is something that you got to go through, and we all go through it daily, yearly, wherever it is. And I'm feeling on an upswing, and you know I, that's all you can end up trying to do. Yeah, I'm eating healthier too. That's oh man, that's a nice little thing. Yeah, gonna drink less, eat better, plant protein, plant protein. You wanna grow a beanstalk? Oh, Where? On my butt. Oh, that's gonna hurt. No, it's not. Mm. I'm a flag pole, flag pole sitter. <laughs> I was into a mirror. That's me looking for yeah. more music out there, and it's about flagpole sitter. Harvey Danger. Yeah, good. You know it. Yeah, it's a great song. It's the only one I know by them. I think that's the only song they ever made. 
Yeah, I think that's true. They made that song and they said, yeah, it's going to be an quits. American Pie or we can retire. Is that an American Pie? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Nadia. Well, we got our weekly American Pie reference in there. Yeah, I think we, we that's calling it quits I right I think then. we did it. We made it. Mm. We just did a full circle jerk of a podcast. Yep. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's an hour long, so I think technically it's a podcast. That makes it a full podcast. Yeah. Like if anyone said that was not a podcast, you'd be like, well, it's an hour of audio. What do you guys what do you what, call? What it? do you guys cover in your podcast? Well, uh, video games, DJs, DJs. Books, books, it media. It's it's all about consumption. Oh, it's it's actually an allegory for the consumption of the United States and the world that we live in, um, in a post, you know, post Malone world. <laughs> if you go back and listen to like every sixth word we said, it was actually a very deep coded message. It's just White Iverson backwards. <laughs> saucy, 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 you. I'm guessing this is a Post Malone song. You don't know White Iverson? I don't listen to Post Malone. Oh, dude, you would love him. Let's go listen to Post Malone. All right, everyone, uh, let's go consume some Post Malone. Let's put it in our veins. <laughs> oh, no, I'm consuming. Oh!